hello. <laughs> if you already didn't know what that was, that was the sweet stylings of Hans Zimmer. <laughs> oh no. I'm Michaela. And I Camille. <laughs> and you Camille. And welcome to Cinematography. Today we will be chit-chatting about Christopher Nolan's Inception. Yep. Just putting our little thoughts in. Sprinkling, sprinkling them. In. Just sprinkling. Yeah. Nothing heavy. Penny for your thoughts. Yeah. Merely a penny in the well of the film bro ocean. Alrighty, so before we sprinkle our thoughts in, uh, I thought we should maybe just read a quick synopsis, a little Netflix synopsis of what Christopher Nolan's Inception is about for some background. Of course, uh, this synopsis is no spoilies, but this podcast will be very spoily. Alright, so... A thief who steals corporate secrets through the use of dream-sharing technology is given the inverse task of planting an idea into the mind of a CEO. I think a brief little introduction into what the podcast is kind of going to loosely be framed as is we kind of wanted to set it up where I get to show Camille movies that I have been a long time obsessed with and kind of her reaction to them as she's never seen them. So basically, she's allowed to hurt my feelings about things that I like probably too much. And hopefully maybe we'll kind of zigzag around. I know we definitely want to dive into other movies that we both haven't seen or just kind of those quintessential movies that you're supposed to see but maybe maybe we just don't like them and we want to share our unfiltered opinions that absolutely no one asked for yeah like this is like i'm on the exact opposite of the spectrum of like knowing anything about cinema like you kind of know things about cinema do i (laughs) you have like objective reasoning of like why you like some films like you can analyze cinema i'm like wow that was a good movie yeah for that was that was a good good. that was good yeah like i could attribute a rating to something but i don't know if i would be like Oh, the imagery of the time. <laughs> yeah, I could never be one of those people who were like, oh, you know, blah, 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 ending explained. Yes. Okay. I am the people who looks those up. Yes, exactly. I will be watching those. Or I'll just watch it enough times till I think I get it. And then I don't want anyone to tell me that I don't. Like, I made my own opinion. Please don't tell me that I'm wrong. Yeah, when you when you watched the film with me and you asked me a question, yeah. I was like... Just to preface, I've seen this movie a lot. I saw it when it came out in 2010 at the ripe age of 10 years old It became a theaters. pretty big part of your personality. It is my entire personality. As, as the sands of time and the film bros decide to become any Quentin Tarantino movie as their personality... My 10-year-old self decided to build the rest of my taste off of this movie. I can't even say that I'm like... I'm not like, oh, Christopher Nolan. It's literally just this movie. It's literally just this movie. I love this movie. Dunkirk? Sure. Interstellar? (laughs) 
Oh, the fourth dimension is love. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Tick, tick, tick on the watch. Tap, tap, tap goes the book. That's yeah. that's all I took away from that, and I don't want anything more. But, yeah, other than that. Oh, you know what? Tenant, tenant fun. Tenant good. Yeah. Tenant fun. Tenant fun. But this movie is just like, I like this movie a lot, and it's one of my favorites. But I've seen it many, many a times. But the fun part about it is that I still got questions, as Camille realized when I done be asking questions. Yeah, I was like... 20 this? minutes into the movie I've seen so many times. I was like, isn't this the seventh time that you watched this movie? Why do you need me explaining to you what happened? It's been a while. Yeah, it has been. When's the last time you watched this movie? Uh, Maybe like a year ago or two years ago. I thought you were going to say, like, five years ago. That's why it's been a while. Four score and seven years. No, it was definitely, like, two years ago. I I feel like out of all the Christopher Nolan movies, it was very accessible. Because even a dumb... Like, in terms of, like, people were like, oh, Christopher Nolan and his, like, time isn't linear. I'm like, there was, like, one part where it wasn't linear, and that was the beginning of the movie. I think that's just, like, what he... He does better when, like, it's more simple. When he gets too funky, it gets clunky. Like in the oh, shower. that's what I'm going to call it. When it get funky, it gets clunky. Like Christopher Nolan specifically. Yeah. Because like even like Dunkirk was a good one of like he did time but like two linear stories but they were kind of like parallel to each other. Yeah, like happening at the same time. So then it was like everything came full circle. So it was like that was like that was good. And that was good. But like Interstellar no. Like, it was just too much. Like, you, we've, we both only saw it, like, you saw it in theaters, right? Yeah. I, like, I saw it once, and that was enough. And I don't want to watch it I again. don't care enough. But Inception was nice. Yeah. I very much liked when you asked me, he's like, you, and you were like, I don't get it. Wouldn't they not be attacking him because he's the, like, he's the architect of a dream? I'm like, no, that's the reason they are that's attacking him. That's the reason him. they are. Because. Because he was the dreamer. He was the dreamer. And Mr. Saito was the subject. Yeah. Subconscious goes rawr. Mm-hmm. He was protecting himself. There's a lot of fun usual suspects for a Christopher Nolan movie yeah. in this one. It's a good it's a good starter one. I feel yeah. like if you'd never seen any Christopher Nolan and you're like, Who's that man with all with the the bomb bomb sounds and the scores and the Yeah and the funky time. Mr. Hans Zimmer. Mr. Hans Zimmer? Yeah. Got some Michael Caine up in there. Mm-hmm. Got some Tom Hardy. His Tom Hardy's big debut. Yeah, I feel like this was so. I didn't even realize how early this was, but like I when know. I watched it, like now I know who all these people are. Yeah, obviously it's like twenty twenty one. But like Tom Back Hardy, then. Tom Hardy ain't done nothing till this. Yeah, this is like his, and he was like, his like big we were talking debut. about this. Like, this is probably like one of the only times he's like the charismatic like almost funny like he was almost not the comic relief character but, but like he, he kind of was he like, was like the not serious one yeah he was the non-straight man yeah of the film like he was he was the one who delivered the lines that you kind of go <laughs> <laughs> you know a little little little, little little chuckle yeah a little spice here little and spice. there the thing? mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger darling yeah big gun big gun yeah big gun yeah and uh, so that's you know, nice. Dropping all those, all those bombs. Where he was like, "Well, if we fail, it's not me. You're not going back to my children." <laughs> True. He really. He was like, "I'm gonna fuck." He really said, "This don't matter to me." This is this is all. This, this is all, all for you. This is all for you. 
And yet he, yet he was the one fucking it up the most. Who? Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. Mr. Cobb. Mr. Corn on the Cobb. Yeah. I feel like it would have just all went a lot smoother if he had just gone to therapy before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, you really didn't want to admit to yourself until now that you're the one who screwed your wife over? Yeah. Like, I thought that was obvious from the beginning. I know. But I feel like maybe, like, man on the run can't get regular therapy. <laughs> He hasn't had time. His life is moving so fast. It's when he, it's when this, when the the one one person tells him, "Bro, you're not well." That's what I don't understand. I was like, "How does Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Mr. Arthur, after all this time, not get that he's like?" I feel like, like he understood, but he didn't really understand how bad it was. Yeah, he was like, "What's Mal doing here?" He obviously yeah. knows the story about Mal. Yeah. But then, like... Maybe he didn't know that Leonardo DiCaprio was the reason she went crazy. What's his name in the movie? Cobb? Cobb. Mr. Cobb. Yeah. Mr. Cordon the Cobb. Was the reason that she, like, was like, this is all a dream. And then, yeah, because was, he was very nonchalant. Not nonchalant, but he was like, what's I mom know. doing here? I know. And then, like... Deal with it. Yeah. Like, or, I'll, you... or Cobb is like, I'll, I'll go deal with her. Like, that was a regular occurrence. Yeah, it felt like it was a regular occurrence, but yet there was also that element of surprise and also her completely derailing everything and shooting him in the damn leg yeah like the fact that he was like that seems sinister i feel like that's a red flag if you're if the projection of your dead wife is coming to like yeah i feel like arthur should have been like hey hey whoa we're gonna take all these people down here and uh, yeah your wife's just loose loose she really was loose i the goose is loose she she showed up in that third layer third layer and he kept getting distracted. I was like, bro, you really got your, gotta get your head in the game. You gotta rein it in. If this is High School Musical, you gotta get your head, head in the game. game. This was your idea. Like, no, it wasn't his idea, but he got all these people so he could go back to his kids. I know. Like, you really should. You have an, you, there's some responsibility there. You really should have gone into your own subconscious and just like dealt with them all. He was doing that so often. Like, not even doing that, but he was like going into like going into the dream sleep and area and he was like, What's he doing? And she only went in there once. Like, what was he doing all the other times? True. Just, like, li- reliving them? Memories? Yeah. But he said they were all memories of regret. I'm like, why are you just reliving memories of regret? That's just depressing. Like, I feel like if I was going to build a dream elevator of my dead wife, I would maybe, like, make some of them fun. Yeah, but he, he was too consumed with regret. True. He couldn't, uh... Filled with regret. Waiting to die alone. Oh, it all comes together. It all comes together. I honestly, at first, had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> you what? Yeah. It's from the movie. Yes, I know it's from the movie. Now. Yes. Yeah. yeah now. Me. This all comes back to he really should have just gone from there. This is just an allegory for the like. White if man. he was doing something so high risk, just be like, wait, I gotta deal with my own stuff first. I know. I guess it was time sensitive. Yeah, because... Because it had to be when the... Fisher's dad died. Died. He's like, he's dead in Australia. It's time to go. It's time to... Time to go snip, snap, snap. But I feel like he's... Like, I wish I'd known, like, when... How far away was him, like, the mall jumping off that building to, like, the first, like, them fucking up getting into Saito's secrets. I know. Like, what's the sequence of events? Because I guess it's hard because she just looks the same all the time because since she yeah. died... And how long has it been? Who knows? I know. But I okay. I would say like less than two years because James and Philippa look the same. The same. They're both still young children. True. So you know you got that right. 
So maybe he really didn't have time to deal with his, his, uh, what is that called? Not guilt. Um, remorse? Sure. Sure. That sounds right. I think that's what I'm looking for. Do you have any qualms with the movie other than that he should have gone to therapy? I think I have a qualm, despite all of the viewings, I have a qualm with the mechanics of limbo. Because... Limbo, like, the subconscious or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Because the the idea of the time in limbo being... I guess, no, maybe I do get it. Because they said, like, the deeper you got, the, like, faster you're moving. So it's, like, the more it feels like time is going... Lots of time is going by, but not very much time is going by in the real because world. Because your, your brain is working faster in yeah. limbo. Yeah, it's, like, uninhibit, uninhibited dream space. Yeah. But it was like, but yeah, I think the notion that it was like that they spent fifty years down there, but woke up and it was what probably like a couple 20, of days or something like not that. Not even if like they were just both there and their true, they would have like you'd have to eat and poop. And you had their children were like nobody was there because he was like, there was other people in that house too, like Maria or whatever, whoever that was. Yeah, the, the grandma. The grandma, yeah. Grandma, yeah. They couldn't just been gone for days, like fifty years. So. It's quite a long time. Yeah, that felt, like, weird. That felt, that, like, I kind of, like, that was the one thing I did, like, in Interstellar, was the thing where Anne Hathaway steps on that weird wavy planet and is, like, it's been five minutes. That's been ten years on Earth. And you're, like, what? Yeah, and then the, her, and like her, his kid is, like, like the old. same age yeah, as and he's he like, was when he left. Yeah, and she's, like, old. And they tried to pull out some, oh, if you're close to a black hole, time is so different i really hated the circular world that they lived in in the end of interstellar yeah. you know what it was like define gravity yeah looks like a football field wrapped around yeah they don't like it either it's not good but not think it was interesting no but any other qualms? I just didn't like the fact that w- during, like, the third dream world, I already told you this, but when I, I didn't like when she was like, there has to be a way to cut through the maze. And Ariadne's like, I don't think Mal should know. Just tell me. And then she tells him. And then he's, j- all he has to say is, okay, tell Eames and Saito. I'm like, you, yeah, didn't, you didn't even have to, have to share. know. You didn't have to share it. You could have just been like, is whatever it is, tell yeah. the other people so Mal doesn't know. Like, she had a point. Yeah. Exactly. Or, you know, you could have just done... Like, so she's like, I don't think you should know. Then then he can just go, okay. Then you should just get on that radio and tell Eames in secret. Yeah. And then she can go, hey, Eames. Like, cover your ears for office. a second, bro. <laughs> just do a little, mmm, kind I of can't thing. hear. Like, you didn't have to tell her. And then Maul ends up shooting Fisher. Like, come on. You really didn't have to. I know it was time sensitive and you could yeah. hear the music, but that was just the stupidest yeah. part. And she, the fact that she brought it up too. She was like, if you do, if I tell you, Mal will know because she's the only one who understands that you're still plagued with memories of your wife killing people. Yeah, no. No. But I feel like they, it was just like they had to do it to get Saito out because they mm-hmm. were like, well, we already shot him in the first dream. How are we going to get him out? True. And they're like, oh, we'll need to go deeper into limbo to get Fisher and Saito out. Way into limber. Yeah. Yeah. Because if Mal hadn't shot Fisher, then they would have no excuse to get Saito. True. So it all worked out. It all worked out, but I didn't like, oh. I didn't like that. Oh, uh, well, 
Okay. I feel like this was such a bigger debate when the movie was first out, where it was like, was it really all a dream or was it not? I feel like it was not all a dream. No, I believe it was not all a dream. That top was going topple. It was wobbling. Yeah. It would not, it would have been steadfast spinning if it was still a dream. It would not have been like... And he didn't, he already did that so many times. Oh, wait, that was before they went into the dream, I guess. Yeah. But like he... He has no reason to want to stay there. And I guess, like, he, he they knew how to get out. Yeah. Saito's out. All of them are out. And you can't make Yeah, like, you can't, you can't be like, that's a whole, all a dream. Because it was clear the, the, the limits of the mind to make projections were like, yeah, those were people you knew. It was like mm-hmm. the six of them or whatever that came off the plane. Mm-hmm. But nobody was, like, looking at somebody yeah. weird. Yeah, and nothing weird was happening. No, I believe it was just... It just worked out. Happy ending. It yeah. worked out. He went back to family. I guess went back their to arg- Kane. I guess their argument would be like if he was dreaming, maybe he wouldn't know because then the projections would all start looking at the dreamer, and if he wasn't the dreamer, he wouldn't know. Yeah. Like but then who- of all the people, like when they extract information, the people who they're trying to extract from don't know. That's true. But it all like but collapses like, eventually. The revenge plot of Kobol Engineering. That was my biggest qualm. That what? That that the, the, the people out to get him were from an engineering firm. I I could see it as like a bank or f- like financial people because like money is high stakes. But to be like Cobol Engineering, I just feel like that'd be the same thing as being like Pinchin Environmental. <laughs> it's like. I feel like it's too close to home for us. We're like Santec got to get you. I stole those plans. Like I guess the they can make that much money, but I guess Mr. As we see with Mr. Saito. Yeah, Mr. Saito buying out that airline. Big big money moves on Mr. Saito's part. Yeah, getting him back to his family. Very true. But it's like, what would be what would be people's reasoning that it was still a dream for him? Specifically? Yeah, like, I guess unless the entire thing wasn't real. Like, what do you mean? Like, all the layers? Like, if, like, the whole plot, like, the entire thing from the jump was just, like, one big dream. But that just wouldn't make sense. Like, he'd already... Was there any... At any point, did he kill himself because we saw him no. kill Arthur to get out of his dream. We just saw him getting the kick mm-hmm. every time. He got pushed in the bathtub. What's the difference between the two? Like, do they just both wake you up? I didn't... Yeah, that was the only that's thing. true. That that's is like a the weird... thing I didn't get. Is it... Would killing... Yeah, because I thought maybe killing was just for the dreamer, but then they were all th- saying, they were all talking about it. When, when they were they, all on the layers and they were like, well, I'll just kill myself. And he's like, no, 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 no. Don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. You won't wake up. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, why Why is it both the kick and killing yourself? True. I, or like, why is it the kick outside of the specific job I guess the job kick is, maybe the kick is needed 
for the people who stay behind. Like it's like in order to synchronize pulling them out because maybe someone, because I feel like the killing yourself is like voluntary. Like you're aware and you're like, I need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. But if you are so like, Oh, Lottie Dodge trapped in the dream, which is kind of what he was like. He kept trying yeah. to stay, but the time was running out and he wasn't going to like wake himself up. Because Who are you talking about right now? Leonardo DiCaprio oh. in the first dream, like just when, like from the bathtub perspective versus oh, like just right. when getting shot in the head, where it's like they needed to pull him out because they, they weren't gonna, they weren't succeeding in the time that was left on the clock. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Like, kick would be like other people need to wake you up. Yeah. And then it's the only way to. You willingly waking yourself up because for him he wasn't done yet, but they were like, You need to be done, yeah. Sploosh into the bathtub. That's what I was wondering. I was like, Why would you need to make a sedative that still works for kicks? But I guess that's like if Yusuf woke up and he needed to wake the other ones up, yeah. That That was was interesting. What the chemistry of like, Oh, it'll keep you asleep for 10 hours, but your ears still work. Also, they really broke their own rule saying that, like, oh, don't worry, like, because you know the whole sequence when they're like, don't worry, it'll work if you feel like you're falling, and, like, they, like, yeah. do all the things for Joseph Gordon-Levitt, it's like, oh, I'm falling out of the chair! Yeah. But I'm like, they were swaying and flipping when they, f- like, in that van. Like, how would they not all be awake? That was, like, kick central. The, ba- the van literally rolls down oh, the highway. True. Like, it I goes, Wumba, what so, was the what was the first kick? Remember they said, "Oh, we missed like we missed the first kick." What was the first kick? The first was the van going off the bridge. I think it was like the van driving off the bridge because remember that was the whole thing where he was like, "I have to drop you." Like he was like, "You all have to like feel." How was he gonna do? Okay, like you you know how like in the second layer of the dream in the hotel mm-hmm. where Joseph Gordon Levitt is left behind to do to be around for the kick for that. Mm-hmm. So like in theory, he wasn't supposed to have still like they were supposed to have ridden the kick already and he didn't he wasn't ever gonna spo- like supposed to wrap them all up in that cord and drop yeah. them with the elevator. Oh, he had the little the, nose traps. It was yeah. gonna explode. Okay, yeah. So it would have it would have caved the room in. Yes. Okay, so then that's what would have happened. Because in my mind, I was like... I just didn't understand Because then, because that was the whole thing. Because it was like... Because the first kick was supposed to be the van hitting the, like, barrier. Because he said, I can't drop you if you're in free fall. Because then there's no gravity. So then he had to improvise. So that was the kick they missed. Was the... Wait, the kick they missed was that... I, wait, the first the first kick was them driving off the bridge? Mm-hmm. But how was that a kick? In my head, I'm like, you just driving off the bridge doesn't make you drop. It's not like a sudden, like being kicked like the chair or like or falling over like quickly or anything like any of those tips that would just be driving off a bridge was it like the first is it the initial yeah the first sensation Sensation of of the fall fall? yeah maybe not the full free fall it's not like the impact of the water but the full the fall the like the The initial and then and then you're like yeah like turbulence in a plane yeah and then that was why the avalanche happened and then they were all like oh we missed it Oh, yeah, Because he's true. like, I've heard the music for 20 minutes. And then the f- avalanche and avalanche. Yeah. Avalanche. What, what would have happened if they missed the the water kick, too? Them hitting the water. Oh, they would have had to kill themselves. Yeah, well, they would have drowned, technically, right? 
No, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. they would have had to die. They would have died. But then they would have just gotten into limbo. That's why I was like, why was the kick so important? That's I forgot yeah. I brought the fa- I brought that up. That was like, what's the difference between just shooting yourself and mm-hmm. limbo? I yeah. forgot about limbo. Bimbo limbo. Yeah. And I forgot that Ariadne and Cobb, I guess, both went to sleep off what is it a third time to go into the last layer of limbo but it was just kind of weird to yeah me how they were like in the three winter layers palace. fortress the one the winter palace I oh mean, fortress yeah it was just weird to me how they were like they knew if they fell asleep a fourth time that would be limbo i'm like wouldn't there be like the possibility of more layers what if you just woke up in another because i think that layer isn't planned for oh because remember that's the whole the point it's like right. it's un uncharted dream space so meaning just, like just it was totally your subconscious because the whole thing because i guess the whole thing is you have to think of it as like separate from real dreams it's like a specific shared dream world so it's like there's nothing next there's no new layer because nobody so, designed it. Because no one designed it. So there's nowhere to go but Limbo, which is oh, undesigned okay. dream that's, space. That's, that was one of my only things. My other only things. I was like, why would they know that they go straight into Limbo? Yeah, because that was the last That was the last layer. Yeah, and I also still don't understand. You know how they went through all this trouble to plant that idea in Fisher's head like it was organic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a but, break like using. Using the projection of, uh, what's his face? Browning. Browning, yeah. Of his godfather. Mm-hmm. Like, feeding it back to him. Now he thinks it's his idea. I still don't get how Cobb did that to his wife. I, yeah, I don't get how the, how the process of inception worked in limbo. Because to me, it just With seemed, Cobb and his wife. It just seemed like he put, like, took out... Or took her little totem and was just like, ha, 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 no reality for you. But she already put it away herself. Like, she put it away herself and, yeah, to me that was like, wasn't her putting, putting the totem away was accepting that Limbo was her reality, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So then him taking it back was to question the reality, basically, I guess. By him taking hold of the totem was him taking hold of the idea that the reality that she had accepted like wasn't hers. Like, it wasn't real. So, because basically she had decided that Limbo was real and that that was it. She chose but, to forget it was not real. Yeah, and but he was like, uh-uh, I can't do this. So then he was like, no, it's not real. And But then that just lingered on when they woke up. I guess it was, like, stronger because they were already in her subconscious. Because it is so deep, I guess, because that was, the, that was like, one of the elements of Inception, was that it's... it's you need to go it's not, deeper. It's depth. And so, because that's what he described. He described that they were going into layers and layers and layers. And he kept wanting to go further until they went too far and yeah, ended up in Inception. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> in Inception. And then they went into Inception. Title card. Yeah. Good movie. Good movie. Good movie. Yeah, the, the, I just, like, I guess him, like, she, the totem was, like, her being, like, this shows me that this is not my reality. I'm locking it away. Mm-hmm. But what, I actually forget the scene, like, what did he do? Did he take it out and put something else back in? I don't know. Because, like, you know how with, actually- like, with Saito and, like, in the opening scene, how he's, like, I took the mind papers and then I put the blank papers in? Yeah. I don't know if there was, like, an equivalent of, like, prisoner exchange in the safe 
or if it was just like he took it and by him taking control of it because you know how no one can touch your totem because only you're supposed to know the weight of it kind of fucked up that he took his wife's dead wife's totem yeah well she hid it away she was her choice to hide it away and he's like if he can't but then what would have happened when they came back to life like to life life. (laughs) they resurrected but when they came back to reality would she not have it and like give it a little spin and it would topple and she'd be like boom this is real i think i thought that was the thing i didn't know what he did with the totem i thought the reason that she didn't think it was real anymore is because um the totem toppling over meant that they were in reality right mm-hmm. did he switch the meaning of that when he touched her totem like he put that idea back into the safe of being like if it keeps going if it does topple over then we're not in reality yeah like did he change the meaning but then that wouldn't work for how he wields it and the rest of it also to me the the totem as a spinning top makes a lot of sense everyone else's totem makes no sense to me what would the chess piece do no you knock it over no it was um like that you feel the weight of it yeah because nobody else like remember it would be like the same as the uh, loaded die yeah saito's accidental totem was the carpet because nash didn't know how it felt true i didn't even think about it like that wow camille you really just (laughs) really just got up in that brain yeah because it was like if somebody, because somebody else would have had to create your the dream for you to be the subject. True. If you hold your die, they can't replicate the weight of it because they don't know how much True. So I guess if they like tried to make a replica and you'd be like, this don't feel like the same thing at all. Then I'm not in reality. Then I'm That's not in reality. That's why um, Ariadne put a hole in her chest piece because then it would be lighter than you would expect. Oh. Uh, I think that's what she was doing. She was, like, Yeah, because I was something. like, yeah. In my mind, I just thought she was like metal working <laughs> and she was carving it because i thought like she i was like yeah it's probably just the way because joseph gordon levitt was like this is a loaded die and i think i, I guess those way more? more or like way differently than way differently die. than like a regular die yeah that but, makes sense and then she was like i need my own die or my, my own chess piece or whatever mm-hmm. and she like no touch I wanted to know what Eames and Yuchif's just be, their I totems think were. Eames is, is the was the um, poker pieces. Oh. Because you notice he like put two down and then pulled one out and put it back in his pocket. Like oh. he kept one. Not, oh, yeah. Not in like a cheeky thief way, but then like a that was his totem kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Because he just gambled a lot. Yeah. That was one thing I always noticed. I don't know about Yusuf though. But I think maybe he wouldn't normally have one because, because he, 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 nor- he doesn't dreams. normally do the dream sharing he's just the man who whips up the cocktails yeah and then they needed him because they needed a third architect because mm-hmm. it couldn't be couldn't be eames because he had to go in there and be be browning true <laughs> or be the other girl the blonde girl that blonde lady that blonde lady from westworld yeah i really <laughs> it was really funny that sequence she was like oh i see you've changed he's like uh, 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 uh. that's not me that's he's not like, me Mm-mm-mm. oh just kidding sorry <laughs> wrong person thought you were a friend <laughs> no Yikes. that woman had a disproportionately large head i think her hairstyle didn't help, i think though. yeah the hairstyle was, like, was definitely quaffed. definitely didn't do her any favors no like big forehead big forehead energy big forehead energy like giving Rihanna a run for her money. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, Rihanna. I love you. <laughs> like Rihanna's organ. <laughs> well, if she does, I 
still really respect her. Yeah. Even though we've already talked about it, I still don't get it. <laughs> like him, what he did, I'm like, I don't get it. Whom, what he did. Like, how did he infect her mind still? By I saying, know. Maybe after, after all this time. After I all this time. Him. Well, maybe, I guess, him infecting her with an idea was because, he, like, not only did he touch her totem, but he also, like, said it to her and, like, convinced her to, like, die by train. Die by, death by train. Death by train. <laughs> Let's be real. This is all just about gaslighting. This is a dream. I mean, he was telling the truth, but... <laughs> <laughs> Reverse gaslighting. Why are you being so crazy? This is not our reality. Unfortunately, it wasn't her reality. Shit. Ugh. Camille, what totem would you have? Ew. I don't know. Disgusting. Like a small item? I don't carry any small (laughs) items with me. I guess, like, it would be easy if you were a frequent jewelry wearer. Mm-hmm. If you're like, this not ring. Yeah, or like if you're like... Or a little earring. Yeah, if you're like Haley who like wears golden earrings all the time. Like a lot of girls do that. They'll have like a special set of earrings they wear all the time. True. Or like her ring. True. But I, don't have, I don't have I don't, anything. I don't have but I guess ears. it's not like before being a dreamer, I mean, Arthur had a loaded die on him. True. It could just be any arbitrary object. But what's like a fun little arbitrary object? I would love... Croco. Oh, that's an excellent totem. Yeah. Nothing says... Even though you've all touched Croco. We all know the weight of Croco. Yeah. The rubber crocodile USB stick. stick. Yeah. He holds so many secrets. He holds so many secrets. But it would be like maybe if I like did something to the outside where he like feels different. But, like, who would even <laughs> attempt to be like, yeah, this rubber crocodile USB stick, I know how to cre- recreate that. And Boom. Just, like, you don't, have a, you don't have a base crocodile USB stick to re- refer to. <laughs> Makes him even <laughs> this better. This is the blueprint. <laughs> Makes him even better. Mm-hmm. True. I don't know what I'd do. What's something I always have with me? What's a fun little item that would be like, oh, that's nice. Oh, fun. For the longest time, I actually had... Maybe it was that dried up chili pepper that I found in my yeah, backpack. <laughs> I live my life unhinged. But True. Sure, I choose shriveled chili pepper stolen from the grounds of the Royal Botanical Gardens. Yeah. Only I know it's strange, light, dry texture. Yeah. Make it different and we suck the... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. I was gonna say whoa, the moisture whoa, whoa. out of it, so it's extra dry, but I ended that sentence really weird. Why did I pause in the middle of that? Make a beeline for that cream line. <laughs> oh no. I didn't mean to say that everyone. Sorry. Oh boy. Suck like the moisture. Suck like the moisture. <laughs> I feel like it would be like I have you know when you find so many random things in your pocket that it would be like like I have like a screw from this chair just loose yeah. just loose in my jacket that could be your totem only I know that the screw is for this chair yeah. what I know, the threads were like I am a perpetual hoarder of silly little items I had this tiny I don't even know where I got it from I probably stole it off the ground or something but it was like this <laughs> We ransacked it off the ground. And it was like this tiny 
this the the tiniest dye I ever had. It was like I had multiple at one point for some reason. Tiny little dye. It was like maybe like a little. How big is a normal dye? Like a centimeter? Or bigger. A little bigger, a bigger, little bigger like than two. that. Make okay, two. this was like maybe three quarters of a centimeter, like slightly smaller than a centimeter. It was a very tiny boy. Real teeny. And I have no idea where it went. But that would be nice. If it was, like, heavier. It was, like, as heavy as a real dye. But then they would be like, oh, it's small. Mysterious and small. Make it lighter. And I'd be like, no. No. This is too light. Hmm. Hmm. You're a chili pepper. (laughs) I'm quirky like that. (laughs) Me, please choose a different one. (laughs) The Manic Pixie Dream Girl of Inception. Chili pepper. Well, chili pepper. Also, I like how they gave no explanation as to why Cobb's, it wasn't his father, how um, Cobb's father-in-law, I guess, that's what that's Or that's his right? dad, I think. That's his real father. That's his real father? Yeah, that's not, that wasn't Maul's father. That was his oh. father. That's his papa. I thought it was Maul's grand, or Maul's dad because of but the woman f- on the phone was a grandmother and she had the same accent as Maul. True. That's what I feel like that's Maul's mother, but then was that Cobb's? I don't know, because then it's also he lives in Paris or he teaches in Paris. Yeah, so I thought that was Maul's dad. That would that's uh, he was definitely like in my mind he was 100% Maul's dad because he was like, "Oh." But then you'd grandpa. Yeah, but then also like if she set him up so bad in terms of like, "Oh, I was cleared by three psychologists of like why I'm yeah. not to like wouldn't how would they like how would michael kane know that he wasn't a goddamn murderer i feel like because michael kane introduced well the three psychiatrists she could um convince themselves that uh, convince them that she was sane because they had no idea about going to dreams true they have no concept of what yeah that's true whereas michael kane's like oh i know all about it yeah he would know and he would be like Cobb would be able to tell him, like, hey, Maul still thinks this is a dream. Yikes. And then they would notice. My wife. My wife, your daughter, still thinks this is a dream. Yeah. Cause I, sure. The thing was, I was like, I don't understand when, how would, like, Cobb, whatever, Maul's dad, Michael Caine, okay. know that Ariadne would be a better architect than him if she hadn't shown no prior experience. True. Like what? What was her potential? Like just randomly. She was a being... good architect, I guess. That was a good student. Was he an architectural professor? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what you was thinking? Was I don't know. He was like, oh, that's he, why I was he's like, just, he's like, I got the girl for you. Yeah, that's why I was like, how would he know that she'd be a good architect? He, she's shown. Like I thought it was maybe like he secretly taught like dream architects on the side no I, and then she was like he was like her lived, best literally architect. literally <laughs> architect yep 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 or maybe she was like she was not like a, an amazing architect but she had like the imagination to be a dream architect and he like he noticed. saw that potential yeah perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> he, he's My. an architectural professor i don't know maybe that matters i don't know how was i supposed to know that props to michael Caine. The star of A Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. That's, to me, the most noteworthy Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah. Did you know that the when Michael Caine did A Muppet Christmas Carol, it was in the 90s, which to me, I'm like, Michael Caine was very much Michael Caine in the, like, the yeah. 90s. Like, 
why would he do the Muppet Christmas Carol? But he literally said, he was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it like so serious. Like I'm going to like Shakespeare company it. Like this is going to be like, like, like we're at the Globe Theater. Like I am going all out. I am Ebenezer Scrooge. And he was like, I'm going to pretend like there's no Muppets here. Even though they're like belting out songs. Like, Kermit, Kermit, Kermit is, is Bob Cratchit. I think he just wanted to flex on how great of an actor he was. And apparently Rizzo the Rat represents the Greek chorus. Perfect. <laughs> Gonzo the Great is is uh, Charles Dickens. Oh my god. Like, just fantastic. That's. I was gonna say, yeah, did Elliot Page do any movies before Inception that made him be big? Oh wait, he did the X-Men movies. He was an X-Men. There you go. Okay, there you go. There you go. Because I was like, I knew- Whip It. Oh yeah, Whip It. The roller derby. Ladies right. roller. Like I watched Whip It on a plane. Really? Yeah, like I feel like I watched it on the plane to like Italy. I think I watched Whip It because me and my friend were really getting into roller derby at the time. I wish I had got ahead of time where I got really into roller derby. Yeah. I wish I had any, uh... Motor skills to do yeah. roller derby? Yeah, I was like, in my mind, I was like, four-wheeled shoe uh, exercises, but I was like, skates aren't four wheels, they are blades. They are blades. Just yeah. anything, anything that re- in that you wear something on your feet that Rebound are not bones. shoes. Yeah, shoe. Not real sho- like, yeah, not like Like roller blades, shoes. roller skates, ice skates. Does a skateboard count? You oh, don't wear them, but true, it's like feet but it's, stuff. it's your alter, it's no. like, basically any foot alternative, can't do it. I can, the most I could do is like oh, I can I can bike. I can't bike, so you already have a one up on me. One up. Yeah, I can. Ride I can a bike. physically roller skate, but who's to say if it's good? So many no. splots on the pavement. Yeah. <laughs> Look away. Look away, please. I can <gasps> ice skate. I cannot. Oh, wait, I, I like how I keep saying I can't ride a bike, but physically I can. I'm just not good at it because I didn't start at a young age. I didn't start. Okay, like I feel like when what's the normal age for people to learn how to ride a bike? Like. Seven, eight? I feel like it's younger. Really? Because I feel like I learned how to ride a bike when I was like seven, and that felt late. Like everyone else I knew could ride True. a bike. Like every kid I knew could ride a when bike. When I was still in the Philippines, I would have been more, maybe like, th- I would say like I was three. Yeah, I guess, yeah, Ella and Diane would have been like five and seven. Yeah. We're learning how to ride a bike. Yeah. Maybe I, it is that young. Yeah, I, I, that versus me learning how to ride a bike in grade 10. <laughs> Yeah, that's just right. Just fifteen year old you. Just <laughs> it was very scary, and I had a bike dropped on me with the help of my friend because they were like, "You need to learn that it's just painful." Because you, when it's you're, not yet. Yeah, no, not one, even painful, but it's like when you're fifteen, you're scared now. It's like oh yeah, you very swim. much. And also like you're larger, so yeah. the you know the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And you don't have the muscle memory. No. Yeah, when you're a kid, you're just like, "Whoa, what's this?" And you're just like, "Boing." Smack your head on the ground. You get back up. You dust it off. Yeah. 15, you're like, oh, God, I'm traumatized. Yeah. I had to get my elbow and knee pads from roller skating to just get on the bike. I was like, I'm really embarrassed. But I'm definitely wearing this helmet that makes me look stupid because I can't give myself a concussion. That's true. That Because that's more embarrassing. Not knowing how to ride a bike. Embarrassing. Yeah. But 
learning to ride a bike without a helmet and getting a concussion. And then having Way to be worse. like, I was trying to learn how to ride yeah. a bike. Yeah, imagine being like sitting in the air. They'd be like, so what happened? How'd you hit your head? Well, as a 16-year-old girl, I was trying to it's ride my bike. They'd be like, what? You were trying to what? I was learning how to ride a bike. They're like, no. Wow. Like, Why didn't you wear a helmet? Then I would be shamed at the ER for yeah. not thinking of my own health. Exactly. I, weird flex, but I taught myself how to ride a bike. On the one time my family ever went camping at Sandbanks. So I rode the bike. I tried to ride someone's mountain bike on sand. Which I guess was good because I could fall a lot. I like how I said that. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. What's the difference between a mountain bike and a real bike? Just a normal bike. Do the wheels? I feel like most mountain bikes are like what bikes we all had as children. They're just like not like a road bike is the skinty little wheels that they use in the Tour de France. Right. A mountain bike is like just a normal bike. But then there's like the stupid mountain bikes that have like all the, the weird gigantic. like and they are like weird and they can handle all the weird impacts. But like I feel like just like every bike I've ever had is like mm. some low grade mountain bike. That's like what anyone's like Maddie's yeah. bike in the garage mountain bike. Yeah, that's the kind of bike that I only learned how to ride a bike because um, my sisters both bought a bike for themselves. Mm-hmm. And when I was in high school, and they were like, oh, I'm going to ride a bike. And I was like, now that we have one. Because we never had a bike in our like in my childhood. Because they already knew, but then they broke it before I could learn. And then there was no bike in our house until we bought that bike. And I was already 15. And I was like, man, I guess I'll learn how to ride a bike now. Now that we have it. I do like riding my bike. I, it brings me peace. But like... Riding my bike on a road is terrifying. No, on a road. But or like even me, on the sidewalk for me. me I'm like just on like... a bike path, just living my dreams. You got some tunes in there. It's so peaceful. Like I love going for bike rides. Like it's so nice. I always used to. T- whenever I was little, my mom and I would go on a bike ride, and I'd always tell my mom, I'd be like, "You can't not be happy riding a bike. Yeah. Like if you're sad, go ride your bike. You're gonna be happy." Yeah, because I just, like, like you just want to smile. You're like, yay. When I learned how to actually like move on my bike and balance it, I was just like riding circles around my playground. Mm-hmm. Or like not my playground, my elementary school, like where you Yard. like got released for recess. Yeah. Because it was all just like nice cement. Uh-huh. And I was just like riding around in circles and that was fun. But I could not get on the sidewalk, start, and then like keep going because I'm like, I'm too nervous on a sidewalk. I have to like cross the street. I have to like pause I can't ride a bike, and then I can't start fast enough for there to be, like, no cars. So I just walk it all the way home. I was like, no, I'm too nervous. It's terrifying. It's very terrifying. Yeah. I honestly forgot what we were talking about Me when too. we started. How did we get from Inception to this? I can't even... Inception to bicycles? Yeah. I don't want to know. I don't know if I liked Paprika. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, we watched Paprika because we heard that it was like the or ep- the loose origins of of uh, Inception or yeah. the the world of Inception. Yeah, it was inspired. Inception was inspired by Paprika. But for people to be like, Christopher Nolan steals plot from anime. I'm like, that was a lot. Of it the- was so different. That was a big. 2020 like article thing that they were like did christopher nolan steal this plot i guess they were mad at him because he was did he deny it not deny but he just like everybody was um complimenting him acting like it was i for such an innovative idea where it's like like, "Mm, but it was so different i feel like i was like waiting to be like oh 
there's that thing from Inception, or there's that thing, or that person's like that person from Inception. There was none of that. It was other than the fact that they literally shared dreams, but it wasn't even sharing dreams with, like, a purpose. It was just kind of, like, sharing just sharing dreams for funsies. Yeah. Like, it was for, like, just, like, a a shared experience, not for any personal gain. Like, there was no extractors. There was no anything like that. It was obvious that Christopher Nolan like got the i like the original premise from paprika but how he decided to film the movie was definitely just like an action movie yeah it's like there was no well there was like no there was no focus on the technology there was no not as much like um going into how crazy the dreams were no because every dream was very like the messages were very different yeah and because the idea was like also like each dream that's, like, shared in Inception is, like, a structured dream that has, like, a certain purpose for unlocking something. But, like, whereas, like, in Paprika, Paprika, it's just a, it's, like, a free-for-all. Or it's, like, it's more like what a real dream is like. Yeah, like, like, jumping through It's jumping through things and it doesn't matter and things are chaotic and they don't make sense. Whereas, like, Inception is just, like, it's a hotel bar. Yeah, it's some, a hotel lobby, and somebody is trying to make it as similar to reality as possible mm-hmm. because of what the extractors want to do. They don't want to let you know yeah, it's a dream. It's the whole point is to distract from the but fact from that paprika. It's a, but paprika is very blatant in your face. You know you are dreaming. The purpose is that you want to know that you're dreaming. Yeah, you want to be in that dream. because you want to take control almost yeah. and be able to just kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. And it was like there wasn't as big of a focus in the creative part of the dream. Like that was like that was what I kind of got from Paprika, where it was like you can kind of do whatever you yeah, want, which is more his... kind of like your own dreams. Yeah, your own dreams. Yeah. But in Inception, like like you said, they had no focus on the technology that they were using. No, like this was like the whole premise of Paprika was basically like. Oh, people are commodifying, or they're taking the dream and turning it into this technology, and it's like, oh, the spirit of the dream is being destroyed. But it's like there was no sense of like, we don't even know what what the technology is. is. It's literally this, like I said, it's the squishy button box, and that's it. And we know it's like a little like taped thing on the arm, like yeah, chemist. And it's just like they were just they literally did not explain that aspect at all. mm -hmm. They were just like, yeah, people can go into your dreams. Yeah. From this liquid. From this weird box. From this formula su- that we cooked up. And it's just a little suitcase. Yeah. So it's like that, then that, yeah, they, it was like. I get, yeah, like I, I can get that people can get mad at Chris Malone for like, not even, like he said he took inspiration from action movies and they can be like, whoa, you didn't say that you clearly took the idea from Paprika. But it was like the plots weren't really the same. They weren't even close to the same, like. Like, in every sense. Like, just even, like, heroes. But he definitely... The heroes and the villains of both of them yeah. are, like, completely different and have completely different motives. Like... Yeah, I can acknowledge that it was, like, text wearing a technology or technology can allow you to share dreams. Yeah, boom. Then but, you can just say, I got it from that. Yeah. But that's basically where it is. But ends. you can't just be, like... So, but, and a lot of people were like, but he even stole shots. I wear... I, I would say a lot of people, the um, when I was the looking at the The broken glass-esque thing felt like the mirror scene. The hallway. The hallway, the twisty, wonky hallway felt like the same as the spinny hallway. But, but like, the wonky hallway was but, because... But they're the, all different. Yeah, like they were both completely different, too. They like, were used differently, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like that Except was like for, the wonkiness of the dream in Paprika, whereas like in Inception, it was because the layers of the true, like the layers of the previous dream were being disrupted. So the gravity collapsing. was getting weird. 
Yeah. So it's like they weren't even like. Yeah, each like each, the motive behind each scene was completely different, and I didn't even. I feel like there wasn't even things that except I was for like, a, like the only thing I caught because I was looking for it was mm-hmm. the elevator scene. Yeah, because he was going, but he was going. That's back true. In, back in his own dreams and being like, that's Look true. And he's and like, I don't want to go there. That's yeah. true. Okay, the elevator, yes, for sure. But it's yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like I was really, really because I feel like the way people set it up, they were like. I thought it was literally gonna. Oh, be Oh, I was. Like, gonna, I literally thought this was gonna be anime Inception. Exactly. But but more clinical. Like yeah. it was gonna be more psychologist instead of. But it was very. But like it literally was. I saw. I when I was tr- I was quickly read an article. I liked how they put it. How they said Paprika is a surrealist film. Yeah. But an Inception just likes surrealist aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And it was it wasn't even that surreal because no, the whole because point everything is so rooted structured. in like trying to make it seem like reality. Exactly. Yeah. Like those were almost like completely different. Where it's like the point was, like you said, it was like the point is to make it feel as real. Whereas with Paprika, it was like it was the exact opposite. It was like the goal was to kind of make it as you wanted to see as possible. Yeah, you wanted to see the dreams in their natural state because mm-hmm. that's what they wanted to make it for, right? Like see the dreams and then help you get closer to your yeah. patients. Yeah, exactly. Without touching them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, right. like literally, the whole point of Inception is grossly. Tampering, tampering with someone else's dream. Yeah. And taking complete control of someone else's dream. Yeah, it wasn't even tampering. It was like you created where the dream was. Exactly. It was complete control. Yes. That's why I was like, okay, Paprika was truly a a movie where you were like, I'm so confused. I was so confused the whole time, bro. Like, I guess, well, that's true surrealist art. Inception is not that at all no. it was definitely like john wick-esque action movie like mm-hmm. with some fancy stuff going on yeah with just weird like sci-fi-ish elements yes exactly but like you see them like going to paris and being in the real world and having real world political aspirations and you're like this and is an like, action movie this isn't mm-hmm. like definitely inspired by paprika but definitely not trying to be paprika absolutely not yeah i don't even know how they would try to do that it would, it would not work. No, it I, you, work. I don't think that that movie would not work in a, like, live-action version. No. It's, yeah. It's kind of like how Coraline doesn't translate to a non-animated setting. Yeah. Ugh, live-action Coraline. That would be terrible. That would be gross. This is how I felt about when they made a live-action Winx. I'm what? sorry, like, I guess you could do it, but you made it way too, like, no. Riverdale-esque, had to be dark. Like, come on, it was a fun, bright... Did they even do the Winx transformations in the live action? Because that was the best part. If but they didn't. Like, I think they just like, used they their didn't. powers. I'm like, where are the fucking Winx? That, that was the whole point of the Winx Club. Was their cool outfits and their wings when they were using their powers. Like, if you can just make them use their powers whenever. Now it's just not Winx Club anymore. <laughs> Go off, <laughs> Winx Club! <laughs> it's not Winx Club anymore. It's just people with powers. Yeah. Why even try to tell? Hell yeah, speak your truth. <laughs> why, why try to even be why? like, oh, this is a Wings Club live action. No, it's not. Can be like, I break it down to you. Uh, I gotta tell you something. The only connection I have to the Wings Club. I think you need to watch it. Was the McDonald's t- to Happy Meal toys <laughs> that I had. And I played with them in the bath. <laughs> you need to watch it. It was a great show. It was a show? I thought it was books. No, it was a show. Oh, it was an animated show. Oops. It was great. It was my, even though I had Avatar The Last Airbender, it was my other Avatar The Last Airbender. It was like, it was okay. Wings Club. Hmm. And I'm very upset that they ruined it. 
I don't know. Was it popular? I think it was popular, but it didn't do well. It was just like Riverdale. I don't even think it was popular. I think it was just you saw that it was number one on Netflix that one time and it really set you off. But that was just because it came out that day. Not popular, but it was like highest uh, popular in Canada. It was like top 10 popular in Canada. But that's always okay. Anything that comes to Netflix on a Friday is But it's like, of course, Netflix originals would put that as their ranking highest. Who's to say that it's actually number one? Yes. Netflix wants the originals to do good. Exactly. I miss movie theaters. Yeah. That's all. I That was one thing. I am glad it that It would have been I... great to see that in a movie theater. Yeah. I know. That was one thing. I was like, when we were watching it, I was kind of like, this is like not as, ex- it's not as like grand. Yeah. When you watch it on a big screen. Because oh, it's I... like, because you want to feel the like, the like, like the power of the music and like see everything big and loud. I feel like that was one of the only reasons that I... Felt like the cinema, cinematography. The cinematography. <laughs> the cinematography of Interstellar is more clear in my mind because I saw it in theaters. So big. Not that it was a better movie or anything, or had like, like it had some great shots, of course. Mm-hmm. It's still a fun. But it was movie. like it was amplified by the fact that I saw it on a giant theater yeah. big screen. I feel like sometimes a movie theater can make even like the shittiest movie more fun. Yeah. Like you can go and like see any Marvel like, movie. Yeah, like any Marvel movie. Theaters. If I watch that on Netflix, it's going like, I'm going to okay. think it's way less interesting than if I see it in in the theater because those are literally to me popcorn movies. Exactly. Like Jurassic World. Yeah. That's not interesting, but if I get to eat some popcorn and slurp up some nest tea, I'm going to think it was pretty okay. Yeah. Like, I feel like soften the blow. That's but. exactly why I feel like I feel a more of a connection to movies I watched in the theaters. Like True. Brave, Tangled I watched in theaters. Pixar, every Pixar movie. Every Pixar movie. Like, True. Like, I'm kind of sad. I'm sad I couldn't see Soul on a I'm screen. sad that I didn't see... Well, yeah, that and Inside Out. Because I watched that on my I own Inside after. Out. Oh, that it, sucks. I saw Inside Out. I saw Inside Out on a mid-sized screen. Because we saw it at a tiny little movie theater tiny in Cape Cod. Tiny local movie theater. And it was very cute, but... What's another movie I watched? Oh, Frozen. I watched <laughs> in the movie <laughs> theaters. <laughs> no. Frozen uh, 2 I did not watch. But, like, yeah, like, any other yeah, you want movie that, that I just, like, that was watched like, on my laptop, it was, like, it was good, but it mm-hmm. wasn't, like, a movie theater experience. That was, like, one thing that, like, that was fun about watching Tenet, like, in theaters. I wish I had bending, watched... Bending the COVID rules to go see Tenet. Uh, I wish I had watched uh, Parasite in theaters. That I feel like you could do in... It's fun in, in theaters. In by yourself. But if that's an okay. That's an that's a doable not-theater watch, I'd say. Yeah. Inception would have been really nice to see in theaters. It just, yeah, it just has all but the But you can't go back to 20, 2010. I wish I could go back to 2010, Camille. To watch Inception a I probably was, times. I was at my most content. That you shaped your personality. It really what was the other thing, though? Coraline? Coraline was 2009. Scott Pilgrim was also, oh, right. was the same summer. It was just a great summer. Scott Pilgrim, when did that come out? 2009? The summer of 2010. Same summer as Inception. Wait, 2010? Yeah. Really? Because yeah, it was like I July remember, or August. When, was, when were we in grade five? Because I remember... We were in grade five from 2009 and 2010. Okay. Because I was turning 10 in grade five. Here's the thing, though. The summer there. before grade five, I watched Scott Pilgrim on the plane. Did they just have it out really early? I thought Scott Pilgrim was old by then. Mm, hold on. Hold like, on. summer before grade five... We did a plane ride to the Philippines, so I watched Scott Pilgrim on the plane. That was the only movie I watched on that plane ride, and I thought Scott Pilgrim was so good. Scott Pilgrim came out, yeah, August 13th, 2010. Wow. 
August. Mm. So we were going into grade, like we were going into grade six. What? When the f- yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong. I'm thinking of the wrong Philippines trip. Oh, because I went once with my dad in the July of 2010, but I'm thinking of when I went in March of grade seven. So then you watched it then. Then I watched it. Then it was there. old. Oh, then it was old. I was old. like, how did the, how did the plane happen and it just came out? I don't know. My cousin once got me a bootleg copy of Madagascar two several months before it came out it from is. from Kuala Lumpur. Oh he was in Malaysia, so he brought me. It was like oh, a skinny true. little, a skinny little paper thing, That's and so I think, funny. and I think, um, literally during the movie for like a brief moment, it switches and it's not in English <laughs> for like a good chunk, and we were just kind of like, oh, mm. I guess I didn't need to see Madagascar too that bad. No, oh my god, that's so funny. You just unlocked the memory in my head of, like, all of the Filipino CDs that are, like, burnt that I brought back from the Philippines. Nice. Yeah, I had so many of them. That was, like, I remember my cousin giving me, like, this, the rip-off DVD, like, bootleg of, like, this one anime I really like. And I just remember having, like, slip it out of its sleeve when you said paper thin. I know! And it's, like, it was, like, the paper. It's, like, basically, like, they took the, like, what would be the cover on a DVD, but then they, like, wrapped it, like, it was, like, Sam, like, it was, like, folded like a book. The CD was in it, and then there was, like, a, like, a, like, not a laminated, but, you know, that kind of, like, like thick plastic sleeve that, like, went over. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. I'm really glad we could share this moment. (laughs) Um, what, do you think, do you think it's time to, To time to rate it? Have you, have you had time to think about it? I honestly have not been thinking about it. (laughs) It's not good. Um... I don't, I'm so bad. Like, I literally, all that's repeating in my mind is that it was a good movie. <laughs> you. It was good. I don't know what It to was say. a good movie. This is why I don't watch films. This is why I don't critique films. It was a good movie. I don't know, like four out of five? Huh? Four out of five dreams. <laughs> four out of five dreams? <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. wow. Deep. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> Super deep. I would yeah. I would give it. I'm gonna up. I'm gonna change the scale a bit because I need to do it out of ten. Or out of ten. Okay, crit- I'll do eight okay. out of ten. Okay, eight out of ten. Yeah. Because this is just half of my identity. Yeah. It's gotta nine. be like a stone cold. Don't say nine point five. I was gonna say nine point five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the point five? Why the point five? Even, yeah, because to me, I can't give it a ten. That's why. Because you don't. Because like I want to give it a ten, but it's like I know it's not perfect. But to to my little to my great. little self, it's like so great. Yeah. And what? And it's just one of those. It is okay. I would honestly even I'd say nine point five because I always say this. I love this movie, but I'm never in the mood to watch it. What? Yeah. Like I'm because I know it's like long. I, it's not. It's not even like the time like drags on. But wouldn't like, that be? But I'm like. Oh, to lower it from a ten to an nine point five. I thought you were saying that as a. a Pro and I no, like, That's no it's one of those things where it's like i love it it's great and once i'm watching it i immediately remember why i think it's so great and i'm very much committed and like want to watch it but it's the getting to the point of being like we should watch inception that like i can't do i literally have it's so funny to see your relationship with movies because i literally have like none i just like would watch a movie or if somebody asked me like oh did you see that movie I'd be like yeah it's good but i can't off the top of my head be like be be like, be like, be like, be like, um, 
yeah, like these are my favorite movies. I do not know what my favorite movies are. I don't even have a wisp of a thought of what my favorite. A wisp of what a favorite movie. Like TV shows are fine. Movies, I have no opinions. Like, well, let's hope this changes that. <laughs> it won't, but <laughs> but we like, will try. <laughs> yeah, like I said, movies that I just watched in theaters are just more special to me. So I just because I feel like I just more, them it's even more if I didn't it's more really of an like event because yeah. then you treat it as like an event in your life and not just like I know I feel like anything sometimes like when you watch something on Netflix it feels forgettable. Yeah, just the sometimes, no, just the action of watching something it could be really great, but you're just kind of like, oh, did I see that? Like oh. in my past, I know I've watched the most random movies by myself or like with somebody else, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I watched that movie. Yeah, like it, it follows. I watched that at a grade ten sleepover. Didn't finish it. That's upsetting. We're going to get to that. Okay, yeah, so we're going to get to that. Don't you um, worry. Because we're going to talk about that because that movie scares me. It's, yeah, it does scare me. It creeps me out. But we'll get into that later. Um, but, oh, wait. I need to I need to pick an ar- arbitrary. Uh, I didn't I realize I just rated it a number, but I didn't rate it a thing. Sure. You need to choose your own because I already stole the dream. Sorry. I will give it 9.5 uh, crunched wine glasses on the floor <gasps> of, a, of a hotel room where my, okay. where my wife killed herself out of 10. Um, true. Do you, do you want to change your rating? Um, I would just, I would if I knew what the name of the spinny top thing was. Like, uh, the actual name of it. So I can't. So it's still going to be dreams for me. That's why I'm sorry. <laughs> Four out of five dreams, maybe? Or eight out of eight ten. Out of ten. Eight out of ten dreams. The only thing, I already talked about why I didn't like. Uh, what I what I didn't like. I don't know, eight out of ten seems like a good starting point. That's right. I can be like, if I like movies better than Inception, there'll be a nine. I know. Anything worse than Inception can be... Your entire... Everything you base a movie on? Inception. Yeah. The first of the series. We really... Yeah, but there was a lot of good movies that we watched before. I know. We started this too late. Yeah. We did a lot of good hits. La La Land. Lay Lay Land. Oh, what else did we watch? Little Women. My my brain already is... Little Women. Little Women. What was it? Jojo Rabbit. Oh, right. We started... I think we started with Jojo Rabbit, didn't we? Probably. No. No. There's something else more real. No, I think it was Jojo Rabbit, and then we watched Coraline. Oh, yeah, we watched Coraline with... And then Little Women. But, but... And then Good Time. And Good Time. I feel like there's more, though. Maybe we thought... There was, like, a period of time where maybe we were, like, watching movies. We were watching movies like, like it was going out of business. Oh, my Jesus. I wish we had... Oh, you know... Okay, I did check them. I was like, I will be so mad. Oh, ready or not. Oh, yeah. That was fun. I love that movie. Oh, The Muppets. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Sing Street. Oh, yeah. We've watched so many, bro. See, I forgot. 500 Days of Summer. Oh, my God. The Lighthouse. That was a good one. Oh, my God, I forgot. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh, my God. (laughs) Maybe we'll just rewatch them and redo it. (laughs) Bro, clearly I don't remember. I'm glad I kept them. I really was like, yeah, we started with Jojo Rabbit and there was only Coraline in the middle. And that was it? No. I totally forgot about all those movies you just said. Really got you. Man, yeah. Five Hundred Days of Summer would have been a good one. Good that would have been a good one. That was I feel like we still can. Oh, yeah, I still have, I think I still have thoughts about it. I think we still have thoughts to be thunk, and uh, you can look forward to a Another introspective book. 500 Days of Summer podcast. Yeah, and Joseph Gordon Lovett. We can feature again. 2000, same year, or maybe, or close to, like 2009. Yeah. Basically, Joseph Gordon Levitt from 2009 to 2013, you could not shake that man. No. He was in every goddamn movie. Yeah. Did you ever see Premium Rush? No. It was great. Was it, it was really. It was. It was just fun. It was like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a 
bicycle courier in New York City, oh and Michael God. Shannon is like the evil, dirty cop who's trying to get no, him. No, I have watched that movie. See, good. I totally forget what movies I've yeah. watched until you like describe it. Yeah. But what movie should we? What are we gonna put on our list? Yeah. What are we? What's like next? Yeah. What's next? Next. What's next podcast? for? What's next for us? What's next for cinematography episode two? I feel like. That was a serious one, so should we do a fun one? Your choice, dealer's choice. I kinda wanna You're the I, I kinda wanna I kinda wanna just like throw caution to the wind and just uh do zombie land. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you hear that everybody? Cinematography episode two will be about zombie land, which I have never watched. And once again is a personality based favorite of mine. Sounds yeah. good. We also want to dabble into the film bros, which so we hopes to, and then hopes to do another series that will evolve from Camille Michaela do film bro movies. Yep. You know, the good ones. I don't. Fight Club. Oh yeah. Fight Club, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. What's another one? Basically every Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. Oh, Social Network. David Fincher. Just all the, all the, all the dude bros of the film world. Yep. Because I haven't watched any of them. So I've seen perfect. I haven't seen a lot of them, so that would be a good that would be a good little opportunity for us both. Yeah, I really do want. Maybe we should watch the Social Network though. I kind of want to watch the Social Network. Okay, just kidding. Taking that back. <laughs> we'll see. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> Could be one or the other. Let's see which one. You never know. And who knows when that will be updated? When that episode will be uploaded? Who knows if it ever will be. Who knows if it will be this We're going to play this back. It's going to be very chaotic. Yeah. But, I want to know. But that's how I like it. Yeah. How do you close off a podcast? I don't know. Well, Shoo-bitty-boop-bop podcast. Bye, bye everyone. <laughs> bye.